sounds so exotic. <laughs> I was just a murderer. Welcome back to Crude Crime, a true crime podcast with Sav and Mads. And we fucking missed you guys. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot <laughs> minute. I know. The holidays were <sighs> really <laughs> enjoyable. <laughs> they were enjoyable, but so overwhelming. Yeah. And very I'm glad that it's over. <laughs> I agree. But as you guys maybe saw on our Twitter and Instagram, Maddie got me the best ever Crew Crime hoodie and I'm wearing it right now. Yes. Official merch, bro. Yes. <laughs> I fucking love it. So. Some potential merch. Speaking of merch, though. Our oh, listener yeah, of the week. Our listener of the week is my sister-in-law, Lelania. Lelania. Yeah, so it's Simply Smith Co. She made us a beautiful little plaque of our first episode, yeah. The Eds. It's so cute. And with that, let's just get right into it. Jeffrey Dahmer Part 2. Jeffrey Dahmer Part 2? Actually, Jeffrey Dahmer Part 1. <laughs> <laughs> Only Body one. Collectors Part 2. <laughs> yes, Body Collectors Part 2. So Jeffrey Dahmer is like Dennis Nilsson, just a little different. Yeah. So get ready. Yeah. And I like his story a little bit better. It's more interesting. Yeah. Just because he's a weird-ass dude. He's a weird-ass fucking dude. Yeah. So Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer was born. 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 Jeffrey Lionel, D- Lionel Dahmer was born. <laughs> Stroking on the pod. <laughs> Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer was born on May 21st, 1960 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin to parents Joyce and Lionel Dahmer. He seemed to be like just a fairly average child. And his mother and father agree that that growing up, Jeffrey was just your average kid, although his teachers disagree. Everyone who, like, in his family was like, nothing's wrong with Jeffrey, he's just a regular guy. Yeah. But teachers were like, meh. Yeah. I don't know. Well, at the same time, coming from his family, they're all a bunch of fucking weirdos. Yeah. So they're probably like, oh, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's whatever. <laughs> Their version of average. <laughs> yeah. For sure. What did his teachers say, though? So his first grade teacher had suspicions that maybe Jeffrey was being neglected at home. So on his report card, she had mentioned that he was a very reserved child. And then when his parents came in for their parent-teacher conference, yes. they when they were speaking with the teacher, she told them that he wanted to be, like, completely alone at recess. He was isolating himself from everyone, like, and everything. And she didn't obviously say, is he being neglected at home? Mm. But kind of just asking all the questions. They were like, doesn't seem like... We're doing anything wrong. <laughs> Jeffrey seems fine. Oh, they were pristine Everyone parents. likes to be alone at recess. <laughs> That's essentially what they said. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? It was ridiculous. I mean, I can understand that to an extent, because I was definitely one of those kids that would, like, read a lot during recess, yeah. but I would also, like, hang out with my friends when I wasn't reading. Yeah, so, like, and not like you're, like, completely isolating yourself from everyone all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? It's like, yeah, some recesses, I'd do my yeah. own thing. If I was reading a good book, I'd be like, yeah. hey, I'm doing that then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it seemed like his did er, his home life actually did have a large part to play in his behavior, though. Neither of his parents spent much time with him. His father was in college getting his chemistry degree. <laughs> so, he was really busy. And then his mother was often super sick and stuck in bed. And then not just that, but they would fight with each other very loudly and very constantly. Oh, yeah. I've heard their fighting was fucking intense. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty bad. So when Jeffrey was six years old, he had a baby brother. His parents were worried that he might not like the baby, so they let him pick the name. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I've literally never heard of that before. They're like, oh, our six-year-old child's not going to like our baby. Let him name him. Yeah, I feel like... uh, Risky. Yeah, come up with some interesting names. Yeah, dude. Dude, back in the day when Shad was born, my boyfriend, Mm. his older brother wanted to name him Goldie. Goldie? Yeah. And his parents were like, ha ha, He's not a dog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he chose to name his brother David. Oh, for a six-year-old, that's very tame. Yeah, severely. I would have been like Crystal. Name her Crystal. Yeah, I would have been like Shania Twain. (laughs) (laughs) I named everything Shania Twain. Yeah, you were obsessed. If I was six years old, you bet I would have named my baby brother Shania Shania Twain. (laughs) It's a good way to make your brother fucking hate you for life. Yeah, I would say. (laughs) I would say. He'd be like, hi, it's Shania. Yeah, Twain. (laughs) 
So as a family, they moved around a bit before they ended up settling in Bath, Ohio, when Jeffrey was eight years old. Oh. Yes. So starts out in Wisconsin, now in Ohio. Yeah, I always thought he grew up in Milwaukee. Well, he's, he spent the first six years of his life in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Then moved to Bath. And it was around this point that Jeffrey became extra fascinated with, like, animal bones and how they fit together. Apparently, he had been interested in carcasses since he was four years old. Ooh, oh One no. day, when he was rather young, his dad had pulled out a bunch of animal renames rena- 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 <laughs> remains from underneath their porch, and he put the bones in a pucket. Oh, God. A pucket. <laughs> Tell me more, Savannah. <laughs> what, did he, what did he do with those renames in the puckets? Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> we're not even drunk, so this is no. sober us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, we're getting there, though. Yeah. <laughs> Remains from underneath their porch and put them in a bucket. There we go. Okay, we got there. Yeah. And Jeffrey had gone over, picked up the bones, and just, cla- like, dropping them back in the bucket so that they would, oh. like, clatter. Interesting. A musician. He loved the noise and said, it sounds like fiddlesticks. What the fuck are fiddlesticks? I really don't know. What the fuck are fiddlesticks? For some Fiddling reason, sticks? think of chicken. Okay, I'm looking it up because I have to know what a fucking fiddlestick is. It's like fiddlesticks, he says. <laughs> you know, fiddlesticks. Yeah, <laughs> okay, the see. ones. Yo, um. Can I see? <laughs> what the fuck? What is a fiddlestick, okay, goddammit? <laughs> the description is a traditional instrument used to add percussion to old-time Cajun fiddle music, but these are the pictures that come with it. What? It's like a crazy demon monster. <laughs> demon chicken monster? Yeah, that's not a fiddlestick. Is that a fiddlestick? I would expect it to be a chicken, though. <laughs> I really do. But a fiddlestick? What is a fiddlestick? Like? I don't know. Everyone out there, is Google a fiddlestick and demons will come up. So Fiddlestick. What the fuck? There are a lot of different fiddlesticks, apparently. Yeah. Oh, it's a game? All right, guys. Well, <laughs> I think that's a fiddlestick. Oh, that makes sense. I think and it's it literally, clatters, like I think it's an actual stick that you hit a fiddle with. Oh, a fiddlestick. Later, he started collecting roadkill, searching the streets and ditches, and he would take them. He would take like the bodies to the family's shed out in the woods behind his house. They had a big, big woods behind the house. Yeah, and he would take the bodies out to the family's shed, where he would dismember them and store various body parts in jars. One time, he had decapitated an already dead dog. There was no dog murder. Okay, good. Already dead. Then he nailed the body to a tree and, like, took Okay. All right. Well, don't do that now. No. no. Don't do any of that. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Did decomp not gross him out? You know what? That's a really good question, and we just may get into it. Okay. Interesting. Because I know Dennis Nielsen, he was like, ugh. <laughs> but he was, like, about the bodies somehow. Jeffrey Dahmer is the same where he's, like, very much about the bodies. Yeah. But he was very much about the bodies. Yeah. Like... Seem like he didn't give we'll a get fuck about how much. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into how much. So at the dinner table once when he was around 10 years old, Jeffrey asked his dad what would happen to chicken bones if he put them in bleach. Okay. His family didn't think this was weird. His dad's like, oh, I'm going into school. Like, I'm in school to be a chemist. He wants to know about what I'm, you know, learning. Mm-hmm. So obviously he shares, tells him everything he knows, like he needs to know about how to perfectly clean bones. Just like key to the story here. Haha, <laughs> well, that's a bad move in the long <laughs> yeah. run, my yeah. friend, Lionel. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, at that point, though, he really just thought his son was interested in what he was interested in. Oh, yeah. In. He had no idea. Yeah. But in the long run, oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Little do you know. Yikes. <laughs> so later, um, as a teenager, Jeffrey started drinking, like, rather heavily. Mm-hmm. He was battling, like, really dark and disturbing thoughts. He says that the dark sexual fantasies really hit him when he was around 14 or 15 years old. And he just got really into the idea of complete and total control over another person. Ugh. And at this time, he also knew he was gay, right? Yeah, I think he had, like, the feelings that he was gay, but yeah. he wasn't exploring anything. Okay. Really. He was just into that decomp. Yeah. <laughs> so, at the age of 16, there was a jogger that ran past his house quite frequently, and Jeffrey fantasized about raping him and even had, like, a whole plan to attack him. He at 16? Like, hmm Ooh. He had a whole plan, and the, the jogger was, like, just like a middle-aged man. Maybe kind of younger, but... Just a man. One day, Jeffrey went out to the bushes alongside the road, like house in front of his house, and he hid in the bushes with a baseball bat and waited (gasps) for the man to run by. Oh, no. But I guess the guy did, like, something happened. He didn't take his jog that day. Yeah. Which very much upset Jeffrey, but he was like, all right, yeah, whatever, and completely gave up on the 
idea of coming after this guy. I mean, I guess that's good, though. Yeah. It's like, thank, thank God, God that he guy took a rest didn't day. go on his, yeah, on his jog that day. Or maybe he, like, went at a different time or something. But not while Jeffrey was there. Thank Jesus. Yeah. And was he planning on just raping him? Or was he trying to, like, kill him, too? Honestly, I don't know if he knew what he was planning on. Oh. I think he definitely wanted to attack and rape him, though, at the very least. Jesus. Okay. So, in high school, most people saw Jeffrey as an outcast. He would show up to school drunk. He would drink beer and liquor at school, get fucked up he got like decent grades though somehow and he played tennis hmm. so yeah somehow he was functional a little bit <laughs> i don't know i feel like when we got drunk i never school, went to school i never got drunk and went to school are you telling me we didn't take shots in your car when the tennis parking lot oh no <laughs> <laughs> we did yeah yeah we did we did yeah but I felt like that was, like, the only time. And even then, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah, I just show up to school on other things. Yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> you were definitely the crazier bitch of the two of us in high school. Well, I mean, I don't know did. what everybody was expecting. <laughs> so his teachers, though, thought that he was overall, like, like polite and quiet. But when he wasn't, he wasn't. So let's get into that. Oh. He was very awkward. He was kind of a class clown. So, I like, it surprises me that there were teachers saying that he was so good. Because everything I'd heard about Jeffrey Dahmer up until this point was all of the fucking whack shit mm. so he was pretty awkward kind of a class clown when teachers weren't around okay and he would act out like seizures pretend to have mental illnesses knock shit over just go fucking bat shit Damn. just like just cuz yeah he would like completely fake like Tourette's. Oh, Tourette's, yeah. He would fake all kinds of fucked up shit and his classmates would call acting out like this call he would they would call it doing a Dahmer. Doing a Dahmer? That's yeah. so sad. Yeah. I can't help but to think of that movie we watched. What was it? My friend Dahmer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like what's his name? That super hot dude. Oh my god, his friend? Oh, oh, no, oh, no. About the guy Jeffrey that plays Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Not saying Jeffrey name? Dahmer's hot, but well. What else but <laughs> the guy that plays <laughs> Yeah, I know you're talking about. <laughs> But yeah, when he starts freaking out, I like imagine that was actually pretty close to how it actually was. Yeah, no, straight up. Yeah. And they call it doing a Dahmer. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. Now doing a Dahmer is something completely Is different. murdering people and <laughs> keeping their bodies. Straight up cannibalism. Straight up cannibalism. <laughs> so by the time Jeffrey graduated, his parents had gotten divorced, his dad had moved out, and it was just a few weeks later that Jeffrey committed his first murder at the age of 18. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is young. And that is horrifying. Yeah. And you would never expect. Mm -mm. He's very mild-mannered. Except for his doing a Dahmer's. Pulling a Dahmer's. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. But also very, like, kind of just to himself for the most part. Yeah. You know? 18-year-old Stephen Hicks was hitchhiking to a rock concert, and Jeffrey happened to be the guy to pick him up. Fuck. During the car ride, Jeffrey convinced Stephen to come back to his house and drink a little before going to the show. That sounds pretty, like... I would do it. Yeah. I probably would. And Jeffrey Dahmer was a very, just, like, a handsome-looking young man at that mm -hmm. point. Like, you wouldn't think. Yeah. And, like, as, like, a man being picked up by another man, I wouldn't think of anything. I wouldn't It'd be either. like if a chick picked me up and was like, hey, uh, you want to take some shots before you go? I'd be like, fuck yes, bitch. I'd be like, yeah, bitch. How do they get away with drinking at his Jeffrey's house? Oh, I didn't think yeah, about how that. Yeah, how do they get away with that? Well, literally right after high school, he was living in the house alone. His parents got divorced. His mom and brother just picked up and literally just left him and then his dad had moved out already due to the divorce so and he, he didn't just, just move back in oh he didn't know his dad oh. literally didn't know jeffrey was like fuck yeah i'm just gonna be here alone that's i'm sure was his dream it was so he and stephen hicks are hanging out for a while alone at the house drinking listening to music and then stephen wanted to leave he was like i got a show to go to bro yeah Dahmer was like nope hits him over the head with a 10 pound dumbbell <gasps> strangles him to death oh my god Jeffrey then masturbated over the body, moved him to the crawl space under the house, and dissected his body before eventually burying it in a shallow grave. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Shallow grave. What's even more fucked up? You ready? Mm. A few weeks later, he dug the body back up, separated the flesh and bone, and then cleaned the bones in acid. <sighs> he then crushed the bones with a sledgehammer and scattered them in the woods behind his house. Well, that's a really efficient way to get rid of a body. He yeah. really knew what he was doing. I mean, he... He had a chemist dad, yeah. so... <laughs> he knew everything he needed to know. Damn. Yeah. First murder. That's not so fucked good. up. Not too long after this, his dad came to visit and found out that he'd been living alone, so he's like, no, no, no. Moves back in. Yeah. And then he convinces Jeffrey to go to Ohio State University. He's like, it's time for you to go to college, man. So Jeffrey lasted there for only three months before he dropped out, joined the army, served as a combat medic in Germany. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Jeffrey. I didn't know out that. Out there doing shit. That's really impressive. I actually. knew he was in the army, but I didn't know he actually like, did something. Combat medic in Germany. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. 
So he was honorably discharged, though, after just two years due to a heavy drinking problem. Yeah. Yeah. Honorably? Honorably, yeah. Huh. I mean, there was nothing dishonorable about I kind it. of respect that, actually. Yeah. Because, I mean, alcoholism is a disease. Yeah. Fight me on it. But, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, honorable. Yeah. They were like, hey, you need to go sort yourself out. Yeah, I respect. Okay, respect, yeah. U.S. Army. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then later, after capture, though, at least two soldiers claimed to have been raped by Dahmer while in the service. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I didn't know that. So that happened. Let's get into his killing spree. Oh, fuck. Does this happen right after that? After the military. Fuck. Jeffrey wanted to go to Florida, so he did for a very short amount of time. And while he was there, he would just get shit-faced, stay at his hotel. Um, Then finally, he went back to Ohio, moved back in with his dad. Okay. It was after just a short amount of time being home at his dad that he was arrested for disorderly conduct. And after that, his father was like, get out of here. Send him to go live with his grandmother in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. While he was there at his grandmother's, he would get a few jobs off and on, but mostly he was just living off his grandmother's money. So still, with a heavy drinking problem, he now gets arrested in Milwaukee while living at his grandmother's for indecent exposure. Whoa. Apparently, he exposed himself to a crowd of 25 women (gasps) and children. Insane. Women and children? That's not even his thing. No, not at all. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not his thing at all. After this, he gets arrested again in 1986 when two boys said that he was masturbating in front of them. And that sounds more like Jeffrey Dahmer. So Dahmer spent most of his, or a lot of his free time, going to Milwaukee gay bars, gay bathhouses, and bookstores. Cool. He found the bathhouses to be relaxing, but Hmm. during his sexual encounters there, he began to find himself frustrated at the fact that his partners always move during sex. Okay, well now. Ah, goddammit. (laughs) Doesn't it suck when people are alive? Sucks. I guess for him. (laughs) So bad, apparently. (laughs) So he says that he had trained himself to look at sexual partners as objects of, of pleasure rather than as people. Okay. Starting in 1986, he began drugging his partners by lacing their drinks with sleeping pills and sedatives, and then would rape their unconscious bodies. Oh, no. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. At all. After 12 instances of this happening, I don't know if word got around that he was a creep or whatever, but Mm -hmm. after 12 times of, of... drugging these people the bathhouse revoked jeffrey's membership and he started going to hotels instead so i don't know how much the bathhouse knew i don't know what everybody was saying i don't know why maybe no charges were being pressed or anything but the bathhouse definitely picked up the bad vibes yeah also um what the fuck are bathhouses are they just like big ass places with like hot tubs and then like they have like rooms that you can go to because it seems like just like a fun hookup club type of thing yeah yeah well, good on them for getting him out of there. Oh, yeah, 100%. But now he starts going to hotels. So oh, okay. Not like That's it's really not that much better. No. So his second victim, and this one's also, I mean, they're all fucked up. Yeah. But this one's really fucked. His second victim came just a year after his last arrest in the September of 1987. In the September. <laughs> and according to Jeffrey, he didn't even remember doing it, but he did know it was very clear that he had done it. Oh, no. So at no point was he saying he didn't do it. Okay. He had picked up this guy, Stephen Toomey, and they checked into a hotel room together for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. They drank heavily that night, and the next morning when Jeffrey woke up, he looked over at the body of Stephen Toomey, totally <gasps> bruised up, bones broken, bloody, but most importantly, dead. Oh my fucking god. Yeah. He just beat him to death? Well, he he really doesn't know what he did. God damn. He was like, what the fuck? He just knew, he, like, when he looked over, he was like, I must have gotten fucked up last night. Yeah. Whoa, crazy yeah. night. <laughs> crazy night. <laughs> you know those nights. You wake up next to a dead body. I hope to you. never know those nights. Oh, fuck no. I hope, oh, hope fuck to no. never ever know those nights. But what's really scary awesome. is like Jeffrey Dahmer actually like he was pretty muscular. Like yeah. he was a pretty muscular dude. Like yeah, he had been fit. weightlifting since high school. Like That's he was fun. like pretty tall and everything. So mm-hmm. like he could probably fuck someone up, and he mm-hmm. did on multiple occasions. Yeah. Like, dude. that's intense. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. Ugh. So, to handle this situation, he went out and bought a large stu- suitcase, stuffed the body in there, took it back to his grandmother's house, where he sh- she was still living at the time, mm. and a week or so later, he cut off the head, arms, and legs, filleted the flesh from the bones, Ugh. placed the flesh in plastic bags, Put the bones in a sheet and crushed them with a sledgehammer. Oh my fucking god. Yeah. Bones that he didn't want to keep, which we'll get into. Oh, fuck. But the bones that he didn't want to keep, he would, like, pulverize. Like, smash them to smithereens. Oh my god. Yeah. Then he threw everything in the trash except for the head, which he kept. Okay, well. He kept the head for two weeks. He tried to boil it in a mixture of some bleach bleach and detergent in an effort to, like, try to retain the skull. Yeah. But this boiling 
boiling process totally fucked it up, so he smashed it and threw it out. I mean, yeah, bleach and detergent. detergent? (laughs) What the fuck was he thinking? Uh, Boiling that shit? Yeah, no. Imagine the fumes. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he inhaled quite a lot of fucking shit. Too many. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So two months later, Jeffrey met a 14-year-old kid, James Doxteter. Jeffrey offered the boy $50 to pose for some nude pics back at his house. The boy went, and at the house, Jeffrey drugged, raped, and strangled him to death. Oh, my God. He was 15? The boy was 14. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He left the body in the cellar of the house for a week before the body experienced the same fate as the others. Yeah. Smashed to smithereens. All of that horrible shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of the remains were placed in the trash, um, except for the head. He, again, boiled the skull, but eventually ended up pounding it down with a sledgehammer and throwing that out as well. Jesus, dude. Yes. Ugh. Terrible. March 24th, 1988, Jeffrey met 22-year-old Richard Garrow outside of a gay bar called The Phoenix. I like that. That's a nice name. Fancy. I really like it. The Phoenix. (laughs) The Phoenix. (laughs) He offered the guy $50 to go back to his house and spend the night with him. Once at the house, Jeffrey drugged the guy with sleeping pills Strangled him to death with a leather strap, and then he gave the corpse a blowjob. <gasps> yeah. Oh, you don't need to do For that. For good measure, I guess. Yeah, I it, it, nothing's gonna happen. Well, but he wants the corpse. Oh, God. That, yeah. Oh, my God. His body was also cut up, and cut up, and again, he kept the skull, but later disposed of this as well. He did Dude. not keep everything from everyone. He, was he living by himself at this time? No, still with his grandma. And get this, his grandma's just upstairs. Shit. He's in the basement. His grandma's just upstairs. But oh. she seemed like maybe she's a little deaf or some shit, because that is, like, the only thing I can think of to make sense. I mean... Maybe not all the way deaf, but she's an old lady. She would have to be at least a little deaf. Yeah. Maybe a little blind. Right? She does come up She does come up uh, in here. Because, I mean, bodies deep. are, like, big, and there's a lot of blood in our bodies. Yeah. yeah. Like, a lot. Like, how the fuck was he doing all this shit? Sneakily, I guess some fucking how. But listen to this. Listen to this. So, on April 23rd, another young man was brought home to Jeffrey's grandma's house. Okay. He gave the guy some coffee laced with sleeping pills, and then the two of them heard his grandma call down the stairs saying, Is that you, Jeff? Oh, no. Oh, no. Jeff responded like, Yeah, just me. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. You know? Although he did worry that maybe she had seen the guy come in or something. Oh, yeah. So he chose not to kill this one. <gasps> he just waited for the coffee to kick in and then took him to the hospital, dropped him off, and left. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. But he, he was like, it's too risky because, like, what if my grandma, like, heard him or knows he's been here, saw him? Fuck. Well, yeah. shout out to Jeffrey's grandma in this case, I guess. I mean, yeah, she saved this one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Although this makes, this definitely, like, shows you Jeffrey happens to know very much what he's doing is wrong. Oh, of course. Because I mean, he's back, been new. It'll come back up in the trial, though. Oh, yeah. So, by September 1988, Jeffrey's grandma was over it. She was like, I need you to move out because she was tired of the late nights and the all shit. of the young men, yeah, <laughs> all of the young men, and also the foul smells. Oh, I wonder what she that could be. She didn't know what it was, but she was like, you smell like shit, Jeffrey. Get out of my house. <laughs> I need you to stop diarrhea shitting in yeah. my house. <laughs> or something. So he found himself a one-bedroom apartment, and the day after moving in, he was arrested for drugging and sexually fondling a 13-year-old boy oh. who he had brought home once under the pretext of taking nude pictures. At the apartment or at his grandma's house? I think it was at his grandma's house. Okay. Um, but it was the day after he moved into his new apartment. Okay, I was, was like, arrested. God damn, that was quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so he got charged with second degree sexual assault and of enticing a child for immoral purposes. Uh-huh. He was charged in January, but his sentence hearing had been, his sentencing hearing has had been suspended. So while he was still out free, he moved back in with his grandma, who for some Whoa. reason accepted him. Whoa. Yeah. Two months after he was convicted of this sexual assault and enticing. Assault. A shirt. <laughs> sexual assault. <laughs> of the sexual assault and of enticing a child for immoral purposes. It was two months after that, but two months before he'd been sentenced, that he killed his fifth victim, 24-year-old Anthony Sears. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. So Anthony Sears met Jeffrey Dahmer at a gay bar on March 25th, 1989. Dahmer says he wasn't even looking to kill anyone that night, but then Sears just started talking to me. The fuck? No! So, of course, he gets this guy to go home with him. They exchange oral sex. And then, of course, Jeffrey drugged, strangled, 
This poor guy. Oh, fuck me, dude. Yeah. I hate that. He just started talking to you? <laughs> so I had to do it. it. <laughs> I fucking hate this guy. Well, he talked to me, so I had to fucking murder him oh, in my home. fucking obviously. Yeah, what else do you do? <laughs> just have a lovely night with a young man? Just conversation oh, no. back and forth? <laughs> wholesome? Couldn't. <laughs> Never. When he got sentenced for the child molestation, he got five years probation and one year in the House of Correction. He was also required to register as a sex offender. Okay, good. Right? However, it literally seems like that doesn't even fucking matter in the rest of the story somehow. Yeah, well, mm, yeah. Ridiculous. After getting out early on parole, now he's on probation, he moves back briefly in with his grandma before again finding a place of his own, this time located at 924 North 25th Street in Milwaukee. Mm. It was located in a high crime area, but was furnished close to his work and only cost $300 a month. Damn, dude. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? So he moved into apartment 213 on May 14th, 1990. Mm -hmm. And this is the infamous one, right? Yep. And he Mm -hmm. brought Anthony Sears' mummified head and genitals with him. So from the last guy that he had murdered. God damn. Yep. How does he know how to mummify shit? Literally, someone tell me. I maybe <laughs> asked his dad. I, hey, how do you mummify uh, things? He's like, my boy, interested in chemistry this is again. Wonderful. <laughs> Bonding. <laughs> After only one week in this new place, he commits his sixth murder, 32 year old <clears throat> Raymond Smith. He was offered the same $50 thing for a night with Jeffrey. Inside the apartment, he drugs the guy with multiple sleeping pills and strangles him. Oh. He then went out and bought a Polaroid took several severely fucked up photos oh no with the body and then he dismembered the body boiled the legs arms and pelvis then rinsed the bones he put the rest of the body in a container full of acid to dissolve he then later spray painted the skull and placed it next to the skull of anthony sears about a week later Dahmer lured another guy over but accidentally ended up drinking the lace lace drink (laughs) Dumbass, you fucking dumbass bitch. So this time he ends up waking up the next day to find that he had been robbed by the guy. Yes. All all of his clothing, $300 missing, a watch, but of course he couldn't report this to police. Yes. Right? Is that not the biggest, like, oh, karma, you asshole. I really hope that guy knew that he had accidentally drugged himself and he's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm taking all your shit. All your shit. Yeah. Fucking bitch. That's amazing. I know. That's really incredible. That's as good as fucking Dennis Rader pepper spraying himself yeah. in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so then June 1990, 27-year-old Edward Smith went over to Dahmer's apartment where he was drugged and strangled. Oh, no. This time, the skeleton was placed in the freezer for several months, then later put in a vat of acid. Yeah. He ended up accidentally destroying the skull, though, when he placed it in the oven to dry, and the skull literally exploded. What the fuck did he think was gonna happen? I I mean, what do you think happens if you put a skull in the fucking oven? It's I'd explode. expect it to explode! Yeah. <laughs> I'd expect it to explode! It's literally gonna what explode! What do you think? How high did he set it? To dry? I don't even... I don't even know what his plan was. Put it out in some wind! Yeah, some wind! Put a fan on or something! Just set it out on your balcony. There you yeah, go. Enjoy! Yeah. No one will know it's real. <laughs> well... Yikes. This whole thing made Dahmer feel awful about the fact that the skull had just, like, exploded because he wasn't able to retain any parts of Edward Smith's body. Okay. And he really wanted to be able to just keep him with him. All right. Yeah. Ew. It's fucked. Now, three months later, 22-year-old Ernest Miller agreed to go with Jeffrey to his apartment for $50 that Jeffrey offered to pay him if he'd let him listen to his heart and stomach. Um... I would never, ever, 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 ever no, go. No, no, Someone no. says, can I just put my, can I pay $50 so that I can rest my head on your chest and listen to your heart and stomach? Uh, hell and fucking hell. I would say, I'm calling the police. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is the worst offer I could, ugh. no, 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 no. This guy took it up, though. No victim blaming. No victim blaming. Yeah, no this victim guy blaming. Didn't. But, like, at the I mean, same time, I couldn't imagine a less enticing offer. I cannot imagine. Yeah. Like, that, to me, screams serial killer. Oh, yeah. I that would rather someone be like, hey, that. can I pay you 50 bucks to punch you in the tit? I beg you, yeah, let's go outside, I guess. Yeah, punch me, bro. Way before I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah listen to my heart and stomach. Fucking kick me in the coochie or yeah, some shit my cooch. for $50. <laughs> Do not fucking ask me if you can rest your head on my chest just to listen to you, my heart and stomach. Yeah, that's really scary. But Again, no victim blaming, though. What is this guy to think? Yeah, so, maybe he just really needed the cash. Who knows? Yeah. Jeffrey tried to give the guy a blowjob, and Miller said, that'll cost you extra. Oh. So Jeffrey was like, hmm, okay, well, drink up. Give oh, him a lace drink. Oh, God. 
He then kills Miller by not strangling this time, but with a knife. He slashed his carotid artery, then Miller died within minutes. Oh, no. Wait, carotid, is that on the neck? Yeah. I thought so. Yep. Mm. He then posed the new nude body in a bunch of severely fucked up ways mm-hmm. before he put it in the tub to be chopped up. Apparently, he talked to and repeatedly kissed the head during the dismemberment uh, process. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, don't do that. No. Just don't do any of no. it. Uh, and here's the thing, like... No, it's just fucked up. It's really fucked up. Yeah. He wrapped the heart, biceps, and parts of the legs in plastic bags and put them in the fridge to later eat. Yeah. As y'all know, is Jeffrey this the first Dahmer's one? a fucking cannibal. Yeah, the first known one that he actually ate. Yeah. Yes, I by his it. own admission. Okay. He kept the head in the fridge as well for a while before later stripping it of flesh, spray painting it. And okay. putting it with the others. Okay. Three weeks later, 22-year-old Davis Thomas had a similar money for nudes conversation with Jeffrey mm. and went back over to his house for a few drinks. After having drugged the guy, Jeffrey realized that he wasn't actually sexually attracted to the guy, like at all. But he was too scared to let him wake up because what if he had, was mad that he had been drugged? Um, as you would be if you yeah. were drugged. So he strangled, dismembered him, but kept absolutely no body parts. However, he did take some photographs during the dismemberment process. Even but though he wasn't... nothing sexual in this one. He, he wasn't just was scared attracted. that if the guy woke up, he'd be pissed. So he was like, I'm just going to kill him. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. This one was not even for the body. Ugh. It was just because he had found himself in a situation. Then why the fuck did he bring him back to the apartment anyway? That's a good question. You'd think he would make these decisions a little bit more wisely. I mean, I guess not when you're in a frenzy. Guess not. Yeah. yeah. After this, about five months went by without any murders due to anxiety and depression, as well as the fact that he was battling suicidal thoughts at this point. Mm. The fact that he's going through all of that does make sense that he wouldn't be murdering. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And he had his own little supply at his house anyway. Yeah, he had... Skulls, body parts to eat, Ugh. fucking whatever he needed. Mummified genitals. <laughs> yeah, you. But as we know, nothing gold can stay, bro. Guess not. Because <laughs> February 1999, 1991. Lots of nines. <laughs> Lots of nines. <laughs> February 9, 1999. <laughs> 99. <laughs> okay, 91. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he picks up 17 year old Curtis Strotter at a bus stop. Again, he used his money for nudes exchange, as well as offered sex, got the guy back to his apartment, drugged, strangled, and dismembered the boy, keeping his skull, hands, and genitalia. He also photographed each stage of this dismemberment. Yeah. And, like, I'm not going to post the pictures of these Polaroids, but if you're interested, if you just Google Jeffrey Dahmer Polaroids, you will see the actual Polaroids Mm -hmm. of... Chest cavities ripped open, yeah. awfully posed, god awful. And it makes me wonder, like, why the fuck is that even public? You know what I mean? Like, these yeah. were like all you people. have to do is literally Google it. Yeah, these were people. Like, who posted these? Like, why are they out it on the internet? And they don't need to be. No, they don't. No one needs to see yeah. it. And I'm not a saint. I've looked, yeah, but I've at looked. the same time, I'm like, Jesus! Like, why the fuck? Fucked up. Why the fuck? <sighs> Nastiness. Not two months later, 19 year old Errol Lindsay would meet a different but very similar fate. Jeffrey lured him to his apartment, drugged him, drilled a hole in his skull, and poured hydrochloric acid into the hole. Yeah. The goal here was to make him like a human zombie. Okay. So Dahmer would have total control and he'd still be alive. Okay. He was like, this guy's not going to be able to do anything or say anything. He'll still be alive. I'll still get to do whatever I want with him without having to kill him. Perfect. Mm. Yeah, because he wasn't a fan of the killing, was he? No, he didn't. And and we'll get a lot lot more into that as well. He was killing, like, as an end to a means. Yeah. You know? Errol actually woke up from having this hydrochloric acid poured into his Uh, brain and he just kept saying i have a headache what time is it and jeffrey was not pleased because this was not what he wanted he wanted his zombie to be like a a zombie zombie, yeah so he drugs him some more strangled him and then the body met a similar end to the rest yeah you know oh this poor guy yeah by this time neighbors had started complaining about the smells coming from apartment 213 Mm -hmm. along with loud noises like a chainsaw Oh, who would have thought? We just keep hearing chainsaw and smelling dead bodies and, uh, I don't know, maybe go check it out. Yeah, I remember one neighbor, like, when she was interviewed after all the shit was found, she's like, oh, I always thought he was cooking jambalaya. Yeah. I was like, not jambalaya, my friend. And that girl, the one that you're talking about, was, like, Jeffrey's, Jeffrey's, like, friend. Yeah, yeah, they were, like, like, buds. they were buds. And she 
was heartbroken mm-hmm. when she found out who Jeffrey Dahmer actually was. Oh, yeah. Fucked up. So to these complaints, Jeffrey would say, oh, I had a freezer break. Some things got spoiled. That's why the smell. Another time it was that his fish had died, although the noises were never really explained. Yeah. He was like, "Ah, well. (laughs) Yeah, although they were never really looked into. Yeah. So, May 26, 1991, 14-year-old Conorak Synthesumphone. Okay. All right. I'm really sorry if I butchered that. You did, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally fine. He was offered money um, for nudes as everybody else was. And at first he was really skeptical. He was like, I don't know. But well, then he was 14. Yeah. Then he caved and went back to the apartment and posed for some nude photos. Okay. You know, fully alive. <laughs> Jeffrey then drugged him and performed oral sex on him. Ugh. Then this, or this time he tried again to make a zombie. So he drills a hole in the boy's head, injected the acid. <gasps> but before the boy went unconscious, he took him into his bedroom. Okay. Wait, the boy was conscious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so before ah! he went unconscious from having the hill, like the hole drilled and the acid poured. Okay, it's fucked up. Yeah, that's disgusting. It's fucked up to have possibly done this to anyone. Yeah, sorry, Jeffrey. This is way more fucked up. <laughs> sorry, Jeffrey Dahmer, but the shit you do is really not okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not cool with it. <laughs> no, it's fucked. So they go into his bedroom. The boy falls unconscious. And Jeffrey got drunk as shit laying next to him, just vibing. Then he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go have a drink at the bar as well. Yeah. You know? So the boy is just unconscious in his bed. Jeffrey's gone at the bar. Oh, God. This is key. This fucking idiot. When he comes home late that night, early, like, late in the night, early in the morning, Mm -hmm. the kid was sitting outside naked, bleeding, and confused, talking to a few women who were very concerned Uh, for this kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As they should be. Jeffrey went up to them and was like, whoa, whoa, like, that's my friend. He's just confused. Tries to take him home. But the women were like, no, dude, like, the police are on their way. Like, stop. Yeah. Good. Shout yeah. out to these women. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I love these women. Mm-hmm. When the police show up, Jeffrey was some fucking how able to convince them that the 14-year-old boy was actually 19 years old, was his boyfriend, had gotten too drunk during a fight, and that this wasn't, like, abnormal behavior for the guy. Keep in mind, this is a 14-year-old boy who had never met Jeffrey Dahmer before this. Ugh, God. Dahmer convinces the police that this is the case, so the officers simply gave the boy a small towel to cover up and then walked them both back to Jeffrey's apartment. Oh, my God. Well, here's the thing. Back in the day, you could have told cops, like, anything about gay shit, and they'd be like, "Yeah, gross. Yep. All right, we'll see you later. Yep. Have and fun. That's what was happening here. Yeah. For sure. And did you know, I found this out, like, pretty recently, mm-hmm. the cop, like, one of the cops that let Jeffrey Dahmer take this kid back up to the apartment, mm-hmm. still works for the Milwaukee Police Force and got a promotion. What? They tweeted about him. What? Yeah, they were like, oh, congrats. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, he still works for the you police You walked force. a boy to his death. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Because he was gay. Well, not even gay. Because yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer told you that they were gay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know this kid. You don't no. know anything about him. And he can't tell you himself because he has a hole drilled in his brain with acid yeah. poured in it. And if I remember correctly, he didn't really speak a lot of English either. Mm-hmm. No, no, not a lot. Oh, this I found very interesting to note, okay? This was very interesting. Oh, no. What a fucking coincidence, maybe... That this boy that we're talking about right now just so happened to be the younger brother of the boy that Dahmer had gone to court for molesting, got no sentenced and everything. Way. It was that boy's younger brother. No fucking yeah. way. Oh, that is so sad. This poor family. Fucked up. Oh, Jesus Christ. God. So once the police had left Jeffrey and this kid at the at the apartment, Jeffrey put more acid in the boy's head. This time it proved to be fatal. Mm-hmm. It killed him pretty quickly. The next day, day, Jeffrey took the day off to dismember both the body of this boy and the body of 31-year-old Tony Hughes. Hughes had been an acquaintance of Dahmer's. He was deaf and mute. <gasps> and Jeffrey had taken him home from a, from a gay bar, drugged him, strangled him, and then dismembered him along with the body of this 14-year-old boy. Oh, piece of shit. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. You're deaf and mute acquaintance or whatever the fuck. Yeah. For some reason, when we talk about, like, disabled people being attacked on this podcast, it makes me, like, so fucking sad. Like, actually like, cry? They actually, like, they can't fucking... They're at a disadvantage here, dude. Severely. Like, goddamn. Severely. I guess he doesn't care about that. No, but, he like, doesn't give a shit. Oh, it's just sad. It really is. Fuck. Mm-mm. So, July... Nope. June 30th, Jeffrey went to Chicago, Illinois, where he met 20-year-old Matt Turner at a bus station. This time is a little different. Jeffrey, he's like, come back down to Milwaukee with me for a professional photo shoot. 
The guy's like, okay. At the apartment, Matt Turner was drugged, strangled, dismembered, and his head and organs were placed in separate bags in the freezer. Ugh. Five days later, Jeffrey met 23-year-old Jeremiah Weinberger at a bar in Chicago, convinced him, too, to come back to his place in Milwaukee. Ugh. And at the apartment, he drugged him, twice injected, this time boiling water, Ah. through a hole in his skull. No. Jeremiah went into a coma, which was perfect for Jeffrey's desires. Ugh. And then died two days later. Oh, my God. Uh, That's so fucked up. This whole thing's really fucked Uh, up. Yeah, to say the least. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so fucked up, though. Mm -hmm. The boiling water. Boiling water, because clearly the hydrochloric acid was not giving him the desired effect. I guess not. Although this did put the guy in a coma for two days, at least. Ew. I hate that. I really do. July 15th, Jeffrey met 24-year-old Oliver Lacey, and the Money for Picks deal was made. Okay. Back at the apartment, there was a bit of foreplay before Jeffrey drugged poor Oliver, strangled him, had sex with the corpse before dismembering him. Ugh. He put Oliver's head and heart in the fridge and the skeleton in the freezer. Oh, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, what? Four days later, Jeffrey was fired for missing work. He was constantly calling in to dismember his body. It's like yeah. every time he needed to do his thing, just like Dennis Nelson, mm-hmm. they were like, you can't show up to work. So now he's pissed and he lures over 25-year-old Joseph Bradhoft, strangles him, Leaves him on his bed under a sheet for two fucking days. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Before he went back to the body, pulled back the sheets, and found the head covered in maggots. Yeah. As it would be. Yeah. Where was he sleeping during this time? I hope not next to it. Mm-hmm. I hope. Mm-mm. I hope not. Yeah, that's disgusting. Or maybe I hope he did, because that's fucking disgusting and fucks Jeffrey Dahmer, but... Yeah. Seems like he doesn't give that many fucks, though. No, not that many fucks. So he decapitates the body, cleans the head, and places it in the fridge, then acidified the torso along with the couple others that had been dissolving. Oh my god. Mm. Oh my god. What the fuck? So we've just gone through a fuck ton of murders, as you can tell. I think we literally just covered, like, 17 or some shit. Yeah, and it seems like he was kind of going into, like, a spree situation towards the end Yeah, all of these last ones were 1991. Yeah, and it was just, like, a few days apart, it seemed Mm -hmm. like, for most of them. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Seriously. So then July 22nd, 1991, Dahmer went up to three dudes, offered them $100 to go back to his place and post post for some pictures and drink. Okay. Only one of them agreed to go back. All right. Unfortunately. 32-year-old Tracy Edwards. Once inside the door of the apartment, Tracy noticed the god-awful smell in the apartment and saw several boxes of hydrochloric acid just stacked up in the living room. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a little bit like, what the fuck? Uh, as you should be. Mm-hmm. And after chatting just, like, a little bit, Dahmer was like, yo, check out my cool tropical fish. I didn't mention earlier, but he's really into tropical fish. <laughs> what the fuck? This man and, and his hobbies. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, come check out my fish. So as he turns to, like, look at the fish, Dahmer slapped handcuffs on his wrist and then told him to go pose in the bedroom for pictures. Oh, my so God. So the guy's like, yikes. In the bedroom, Tracy saw nude male posters... A 57-gallon drum in the corner of the room. (gasps) He smelt a horrible odor. Yeah. And the third exorcist was playing on the TV in Dahmer's room. Oh, no. The third exorcist is playing on the TV in Dahmer's room. Not even the best exorcist. No, honestly, just watch the first one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just watch the first one. But what the fuck? Yeah. So Edwards is like, okay stressed but playing the vibes are off yeah the vibes are off (laughs) but he is playing along he's like if you put down the knife and take off the handcuffs like i'll pose for you man like i'm 110 percent down to do that for you just don't be so aggressive take the cuffs off put down your knife but Dahmer was not down he goes over to tracy rests his head against his chest listens to his heartbeat and with the knife pressed against him he tells tracy that he had plans to eat his heart oh my god yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Eat your heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's that song where that from again? Came from. It's Dark Horse. Do you want to play with my... Yeah, I think it's like yeah. Dark Horse or something. Yeah, shit. I think you're right. Mm. Yeah. Katy Perry, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy was handling all of this really well. He was like handling the pressure really well and trying to just like reassure Dahmer that he was his friend and he's not trying to run away. Yeah. He's like more than consenting, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying Smart. to, like, play that up. But he secretly kind of did have an escape plan of sorts. He was, like, eyeing all the windows, trying mm. to figure out what his best plan of escape would be. Yeah. 
In the living room, um, after asking to go to the bathroom, Tracy stands up, realized that Dahmer doesn't have the handcuffs on his hand. Like, he had the handcuffs on him, yeah. but they were in no way connected to Dahmer. And he's like, oh shit, okay. So Tracy no. stands up, punches him in the face. Oh shit! Yeah, so he punches him in the face. He, like, throws him off balance, runs. Fuck! Yeah, goes to the police immediately. Okay. Leading to Dahmer's Way capture. Way to be Tracy! Right? So now it's like 11.30 p.m., July 22nd. Tracy has just fled Dahmer's apartment, found two Milwaukee police officers. Mm. They're like, yeah, take us back there. For sure. For sure. Yeah. They go back to Dahmer's with Tracy, and Dahmer invites the three of them in, into the apartment. He's like, yeah, come on Super in. Super cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come we on got in. the exorcist three on the TV. <laughs> we got dicks in the fridge. I got everything you need. Oh, we have a lot more than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Tracy continues telling the story inside the apartment with police there. Being yeah. like, that's where this happened. This is where this happened. Like, pointing everything out. The whole time, Dahmer's just like, what the fuck, okay. dude? He's like, yes. Tell He's probably everything. ready to be done. Yeah. Honestly. Police looked around a bit, noticed a large knife under the bed, which was consistent with everything that Tracy had been saying. Mm-hmm. They found an open drawer with Polaroid pictures, and police were shocked when they took a closer look. Mm-hmm. I've already described the photos to you. Yeah. Fucking disgusting shit. Absolutely fucked up, but the pictures were primarily human bodies posed in varied stages of dismemberment, and immediately the cops, like, were like, oh shit, like, these are real. Mm -hmm. This is, this is real. Yeah. Fuck! So they call back up immediately. Dahmer tries to resist arrest, but he was overpowered, cuffed, and more cops came on in. Good. They started checking out everything. Oh, no. Going through fucking everything. Moving boxes into the hallways. Neighbors are stressed. Neighbors are like, what the fuck is going on? What? (sighs) Fucking... In the search of the apartment, one of the officers opens up the fridge in which he finds a freshly severed head of a black male sitting on the shelf. Yeah. After a more detailed search, three additional heads were found in the kitchen, seven clean skulls, some of which were painted or bleached. Ugh. There were blood drippings in a tray in the fridge, two human hearts, some of an arm muscle, and in the freezer they found an entire human torso along with a bag of human organs and flesh. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Also in the apartment, investigators found two full skeletons, a pair of severed hands, two severed and preserved penises, a mummified scalp, and in the large 57-gallon drum that was in the corner of his bedroom, Mm -hmm. three more torsos dissolving in acid. There were 74 total Polaroids of the dismemberment and the bodies, and the medical examiner described the experience of the body recovery. Mm -hmm. Like, it was more like dismantling someone's museum than, like, an actual crime scene. Oh, my God. Yeah, you hear all that? It sounds like shit. Well, here's my question. He's paying 300 bucks a month for mm-hmm. this apartment. Yes. Can't be big. It, no, it where can't the be big. Fuck, where? It was a one bedroom. Yeah. Was he just stuffing this shit everywhere? Uh, everywhere? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a little bit more about his plan. Uh, what his plan was. Did he have room in his fridge later. for actual food? Because uh, it sounds like it was just mostly torsos yeah, and shit. he didn't say anything about finding, like, food in there. there. He also had broccoli. So. <laughs> <laughs> Balanced meal. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. That's nasty. Yeah. When he was brought in for questioning, he ended up spending a total of like 60 hours in interrogation, during which he waived his rights completely to a lawyer and just told them everything. He said he wished to confess to all as he has created this horror and it only makes sense that I do everything to put an end to it. I mean, good on him for at least that. Respectable at this point. I mean, don't do the shit, but at least he's, like, owning up and, like, telling everything. That's good. So he confessed to the murders of 16 young men in Wisconsin and (sighs) a 17th back in Ohio, which was his first one. Yeah, yeah. Most of his victims were unconscious prior to death, although some died from having the acid or boiling water injected into their brain. Jesus. He fully admitted to engaging in necrophilia with multiple of the bodies, including performing sexual acts with their internal organs as he was dismembering the bodies. Oh my god! I I didn't know that. This is too fucked. That is disgusting as fuck. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm crying for some reason, but I hate it. It's fucking... I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) There's more. He noticed that a lot of the blood pooled up inside the chest of the victim as he was, like, dismembering them. Yeah. So he would remove their internal... 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 (laughs) Internal... 
Those. Yeah. You remove the internal organs first, then hang the torso upside down to drain above the bathtub before dicing up any of the organs that he wasn't planning on keeping. Oh, my God. The bones that he didn't keep were pulverized or acidified, and in these confessions, he also confessed to having eaten the hearts, livers, biceps, and parts of the thigh of multiple of his victims. Dude, that's fucking disgusting. Cannibalism is not it and never will be. No. No. Why don't you just go buy some beef or chicken yeah, or pork or whatever? But there's only a few acceptable like instances of cannibalism yeah, like, if you like fucking the, have to. Yeah, like what's that? The, the Donner party? Yeah. Donner, not yeah. Dahmer. Yep. <laughs> and honestly, yeah. I'm fine with it. Like if you get like a hand amputated or a foot amputated and you want to know what it tastes like and that's your own shit, you do your thing. I hate you that, do your thing. but also, yeah, do your thing. But this? <laughs> don't do this. There's a Reddit story about a guy that got his foot amputated and, like, him Ate and his it? friends had always talked about, like, oh, ha-ha. God. And so they did. Uh, no. They did. What did they think? They said it was I. <laughs> <laughs> they said it was okay. They said it was I. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, pretty gross. I don't think I would. I might try a nib. I already have such a hard time, like, eating meat as it is. Like, not because I'm, like, vegetarian and I can't, yeah. like, not, honestly, not because I care about the animals on any level or anything. Yeah. Just because, like, I think about it. But I also have the same problem with vegetables and any other food I eat. Yeah, you have issues with food a little bit. Yeah. Just in general. <laughs> <laughs> but severely, I could not eat human. Yeah. I can assure you. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Sav is not going to eat you, so... <laughs> You're all safe. No need to fear. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer is not here. Oh, that's good. That's a good rhyme. Mm-hmm. Thank nice. you. <laughs> so he says that he had been swept along, caught up in his compulsion to kill, saying it was an incessant and never-ending desire to be with someone at whatever cost. Oof, okay. Someone good-looking, really nice-looking. It just filled my thoughts all day long. When he was asked why he had preserved so many skeletons, he said that he had been in the process of making an altar of his victim's skulls, which he had been hoping to put on display in his living room along with the photographs that he had taken. He had a whole plan with, like, incense, a couple more skulls, and it was all going to be, like, in his living room, hidden behind a black shower curtain with a black leather chair sitting in front of it. So when he wanted, he could open the curtain and enjoy his altar. Ew. In his black leather chair. What the? Ew. So goth. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) All of it black. Yeah. When he was later asked who the altar was dedicated to, he said, myself. It was a place where I could feel at home. Okay, well, that's not all right. That's not a good place. No. No. (laughs) No. No. I would feel severely not at home. Mm Mm-hmm. Finally, he added, if this, his arrest, had happened six months later, that's what they would have found, was a fully (gasps) completed altar. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So getting into, like, the court shit a little bit, July 25th, 1991, Dahmer was charged with four counts of first-degree murder. By mm. August 22nd, 11 more had been tacked on, okay, making good. it 15 at this point. Then, September 14th, investigators in Ohio, where he committed his first murder, yeah. had uncovered hundreds of bone fragments in the woods behind Dahmer's old house, which is where he had thrown the... Bone fragments? Bone fragments of the victim. (laughs) Yeah. So after testing and matching the x-rays of two small molars and a single vertebra... Ugh. That's all that they... Vertebra. (laughs) They were able to use that to match it to the person that was missing. Okay. Stephen Hicks, right? That was the first one. Yeah, Stephen Hicks. Stephen Hicks. So Dahmer was then charged with a 16th murder. Good. So he did kill 17 people, and he tried to kill the last one that got away, but he was not charged with the attempted murder of, of Tracy, who was the guy who got away. Why not? I don't know. But I can tell you he was also not charged with the murder of his second guy, the guy who he woke up next to in bed and found him bruised, bloodied, and dead. And that is because the Milwaukee County District Attorney did not believe that it could be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. Um, I think at the point where he's already being charged with 16 others. And he's confessed to it. Yeah. And like, they find the body? I don't think so. Oh, well, then maybe that's why. In the end, he pled guilty but insane to 15 counts of murder in Wisconsin. And because he pled guilty, the initial trial to establish guilt wasn't needed. Mm -hmm. So it just immediately moved into okay, well, is he insane or not? Yeah. The prosecution obviously said no, Mm -hmm. not insane. The defense was saying yes, that he had suffered from mental illness and was driven by obsessions and impulses over which he had no control. They said that he was insane due to his necrophilic drive. They had like three experts say that, while another also diagnosed him with borderline personality, schizotypal personality, alcohol dependence, and psychotic disorder. 
Okay. And then the prosecution obviously was like, nah, dude, he tried way too hard to be concealed. He knew what he was doing wrong. He made sure there were no witnesses. And it wasn't impulsive at all. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. I do, like, it was probably impulsive. Like, it obviously was. Yeah, but, like, like, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, and they said, like, sure, maybe that he was a necrophiliac. Yeah. Clearly. No doubt. But one expert said if he had a compulsion to kill, he would not have to drink alcohol. Yeah. They were like, he was shit-faced during every one of these murders. Every single one of them included alcohol. If he had a compulsion to kill, he would not have to drink the alcohol. Mm-hmm. He had to drink the alcohol to overcome his inhibition to do the crime, which he would rather not do, in order to get the body, which yeah. he did want. 100%. That guy nailed it. Almost every single expert did diagnose him with some sort of mental disorder, but he was ruled to be sane and was given 15 life sentences. Good. Three months later, Dahmer was carted off to Ohio for the trial of his first murder. There, his hearing lasted only 45 minutes, ending in a 16th life sentence. Okay, well, I would have pretty much expected that. Yeah. Yeah. Quick, easy, to the point. At that point. (laughs) Yeah. And then, in prison, Dahmer was placed in solitary confinement for his own safety initially, just because people were not going to react well to him. Mm -hmm. After a year, it was, like, agreed upon that he'd be moved out to more of, like, a general public situation. And at this time, he became a born-again Christian. In 1993, he was baptized. He asked for a Bible from one of the detectives and then literally fully dived in. I mean, what else are you going to do at that point? Really, I don't think there's much else you can do. Because you really fucked up, bud. Find something. You fucked up, bud. Yeah. You really did. (laughs) Yeah. And here's the thing. He knows it. So in 1993, he was baptized, and for a few months, he had weekly visits with his minister, during which they talked a lot about, like, death and, like, the implications of death. Mm. And Dahmer would question if he was sinning against God by staying alive. I'm... I don't I don't really believe in God, yeah. (laughs) But if I did, I wouldn't say staying alive was your sin, I'd say all the shit you did. (laughs) Yeah. I thought this was very interesting. In a 1994 interview, he said, If a person doesn't think that there is a God to be accountable to, then what's the point of trying to modify your behavior to keep it within acceptable ranges? To be a good person? That's how I thought anyway. Yeah, I literally said, like, yo, uh, just be good to people. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) You don't have to do it because of anything. Oh, because God is, you just need to be accountable to God is the only reason you're doing good things? No, you just gotta be a good person. (laughs) Yeah. November 1994, Dahmer left his cell cell to go to his work detail of cleaning bathrooms Mm. in prison with fellow inmates Jesse Anderson and Christopher Scarver. The three were alone in the showers for about 20 minutes. And when the guards came back, they found Dahmer on the floor, dying from extreme head and facial wounds. Okay. Well, I mean, to be expected. Yeah. He had been severely beat in the head and face with a 20-inch metal bar, and he had also been, like, smashed repeatedly up against the wall. His face just absolutely obliterated. Yeah. He was technically still alive when he was found and rushed to the hospital, but he was pronounced dead one hour later. Okay. Yeah. Of the two guys with him, Jesse Anderson and Christopher Scarver... Jesse Anderson was also found, not in the showers where Dahmer was found, but in, like, the locker room area. He was also found attacked, like, in the same fashion, and he also ended up dying. Whoa, why did he get attacked? Well, Christopher Scarver, who was thought to be schizophrenic and already serving a life sentence for murder, told authorities that he didn't, straight up. He said that Dahmer didn't yell or make any noise at all as he was being attacked, and then he went and attacked Anderson. Oh, well, that's not needed. He went right back to his cell after having made these attacks, went right up to a guard, and said, God told me to do it. Jesse Anderson and Jeffrey Dahmer are dead. (gasps) Oh, I mean, don't kill anyone, but if you're going to, just kill Dahmer. Why does the other guy need well, to die? Well, I don't know anything. They're in prison, so who knows what this other guy did. Yeah, I guess. Really. God your truth. Do it. <laughs> they, have, they clearly have a God complex. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Anyways, yeah, so that's Jeffrey Dahmer. Like Dennis Nelson, he was luring young boys back to his home, killing them, kind of stuffing them in his floorboards, putting them stuffing in his cellar for Stuffing them everywhere. Yeah. Literally everywhere. Eating them. Yeah, ew. No, no, no. No. The shit Creating with the internal organs. Those. I did not like that That's part. really that fucking really disgusting. Yeah, that's... Ugh, yeah. Ugh. But that lady, the neighbor lady, she said when they found out about the cannibalism and all that stuff, she said that she had gone over to his apartment and eaten many meals with him. Oh, Meat meals. And fuck. she literally was horrified. She's like, I am 100% convinced that I have eaten human meat without my Do knowing. Do you think that he she, did that? I don't know, but she she's very convinced. I feel like he wouldn't waste the meat on someone else. 
I don't know. I mean, don't like, think those are kind of like sakes. Yes, but like if he's inviting her over and he's gonna cook for her, you think he's gonna go out and like buy pork when he knows he doesn't want pork? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know, man. He, I hope that she, he didn't. she's not gonna know. I really he hope he didn't. Her. I I hope not either, but she definitely had a lot to battle. Oh, God, that poor woman. She was trying to be friends with a weird dude. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. She felt severely betrayed by him. She should. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely should. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, Jeffrey Dahmer. Ugh. Gross. We hate you. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Deeply. And oh, 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 last night was Happy New Year's. Last night was Happy New Year's, yep. <laughs> happy New Year's, So everyone. we hope you had a very happy New Year. Yeah. Maddie was picking up dead bodies all night. Yes, it was. And I was trying not to get too lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good night. Ooh. It was. <laughs> Follow us on our social medias. Yeah. Twitter at... Crew Trime. Instagram at... Crew Trime Podcast. YouTube at... <laughs> <laughs> Crew Trime, a true crime podcast. And shoot us an email at... Crew Trime, true crime at gmail.com. You get all those crew triumphs, true crimes? Crew triumphs, true crime. Send us an email. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send us an email. Send us a DM. We love you guys so fucking much. Yeah. We hope you had phenomenal holidays. Yeah. We hope you're ready for this brand new 2021, which really isn't going to be that different except for that's a new year. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>